Hey, everybody. Welcome to a new podcast called Professional Sports Going Viral. Uh, my name is Alisa Woods, and I'm here with Jamie Steyer. Hey, Jamie. Hello, Alisa. Thanks for having me join you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So this is just kind of a little brainchild of mine. I've been so interested in the way that professional sports have come back from the pandemic and come back from, you know, everyone quarantined and sports stopping and having a couple months this spring and early summer with no sports. And I've just been fascinated with the way that sports have come back and the way that they're handling the threats of the the pandemic, the way that they're handling just everything that's going on in the world right now. And so I wanted to get together and talk to you about some of the cool stuff. So this episode, we'll just talk about how the different professional sports are are going to restart. Some of them have already restarted in unique ways. So we'll cover, we'll cover all of those. And then as the weeks go on, we'll just kind of talk about how things are going. I mean, the NBA hasn't had any, any positive tests since they've been in the bubble. So it could be interesting. It could really be, you know, a successful way to start up, start up a season. Yeah, hopefully this ends up being pretty boring as we go on. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, now, hey, now. I mean, if it does, then we can just kind of turn it to uh, how everybody's playing. But I I think there will be some news. I think there will be something to talk about. Um, And I think this will be. Or maybe exciting in that just there's things happening in general. Exactly. (laughs) Not all doom and gloom. It can still be (laughs) exciting without having it be the constant drama, I suppose. Right, right. It can be positives instead of negatives. All right. So um, you had a little bit to talk about MLB. So they've started playing a little bit, but I know that there's some stuff going on there, especially uh, we were texting earlier today about the Blue Jays. So I want to hear everything that you kind of found out about the MLB. Yeah. So we were talking right before we recorded. So we're recording on the Thursday. So Probably there will be some sort of revolution resolution by the time this comes out tomorrow, but we'll see what happens. A resolution or a revolution. Who knows? You know, you know, you <laughs> never know. They could revolt against Philly not letting them. So we'll get oh, into that. No. Um, Blue Jays were pretty dang sure that they were going to use PNC Park for their home games. Yeah. And then all of a sudden uh, they were told, Absolutely not. Like, what? <laughs> the Department of Health told them, no, we're not having more people coming into Pennsylvania. Uh, you're going to have to figure something else out. And so here they are scrambling. Everyone for several days prior to this had been reporting, yes, for sure, they're using PNC Park. Um, it was just kind of assumed that that was all going to flesh out fine. And then last second, they were told no. So um, the latest possibility has been going to Maryland and using the Orioles field there. Um that's looking like a decent possibility. Um, they've got they've got positive feedback on it so far. They have permission from the Orioles. Um, it would get a little bit funky just because there's going to be some restrictions um, if that is what actually happens just because they – wouldn't be able to use the home locker room there. Um, They would have to do like a makeshift clubhouse. Um, There would definitely be some things to figure out, but they would at least have 
somewhere to play. You can figure out kind of the semantics of the sidelines later, um, but just since they can't travel back and forth to Toronto, um, it necessitated finding somewhere else. So thankfully they've got a couple days to figure it out yet. They're on the road for the first five games. They're supposed to hold their first home game on the 29th. So um, it would be a pretty quick turnaround to figure it out, but at this point, like, what isn't a quick turnaround? Right. And this is all because Canada was like yeah no you're not bringing every team to to canada every couple right well and it's like honestly canada's been killing it so i cannot (laughs) in any way blame them right right and we'll talk about it later but canada is housing the the hockey season the entire hockey season so we'll talk about that later though more about mlb Um, The other crazy thing that's coming right down to the wire is they're negotiating potentially expanding the playoffs and that has to be done by the time they like start playing later. So they, uh, they have to have that done pretty much today. So I've been tracking it very closely today and they still haven't released anything specific. So um, I don't know, in my opinion, probably not expanding if they haven't said anything yet but it's it's possible they have to they have to have it done by first pitch tonight so um the mlb and the union have been negotiating it um the clubs have offered money to try and get it done because it would be good for really both of them um john Heyman's on Twitter has been having some really good reporting there, but yeah, as of right now, still no resolution on that one. I'll be really excited to see what happens there, but just considering like the weird format this year, um, there's been talks about it in the past of expanding some, but this year just seemed like, you know, everyone's experimenting this year anyway. So it seems like it's one of those things like, well, everything else is crazy. We might as well give this one a shot. So that's the other like major, major thing that's coming up. Um, and then there was some breaking news just shortly ago. Um, Juan Soto Nationals tested positive. Oh, geez. And he's out against the Yankees tonight. So I know there was a little bit of discussion on some of the uh, betting uh, sites that I've seen that a lot of people were excited to have that to bet on. And now you're seeing pretty immediately the uh, – the impact of, Oh, guess what? You know, you never really know who's going to be playing or not playing, but those are, those are definitely the big stories. Um, I do know. I I heard the nationals. So this is the nationals, um, the Yankees, that's the first official game of the season, right? Yes. And Dr. Fauci is throwing out the first pitch. Yes. Yes. So there was, there was going to be no hiding a positive test (laughs) with him there. Right. (laughs) The Nationals will be a little bit shorthanded, too, because they also had Ryan Zimmerman decide not to play this year. A couple other people not playing this year. David Price, Felix Hernandez. Mike Trout from the Red Sox just announced, I think it was yesterday, that he is going to play despite his wife being due with their baby in a couple weeks. So putting a lot of trust in the MLB there, which, I mean – it's been pretty good so far. So I hope that that works out really well for him, but yeah. that, I and can't it, even imagine that. Yeah. Decision. And I mean, the MLB deciding to travel for games versus do the bubble that pretty much everyone else is, is deciding to do mm-hmm. is interesting. And, and I have seen a lot of the people from the different bubbles, um, a lot of players saying they were going to stay home with their pregnant wives. Yeah. So interesting to see. Um, and obviously that's because, 
Mike Trout can be there, you know, Mm -hmm. within a month of his child being born. Um, But if you're in the bubble, you can't really be. So that makes sense, but it it, it had to be a really tough decision. Yeah, yeah. I definitely, yeah, it's it's definitely something that you really can't say, oh, I would definitely do this one way or the other because it just is what it is. But that's the big stuff. I saw a couple really fun things. Um, The Astros are putting fan cutouts in the stands for a donation. I think I saw the Sox or the White Sox were doing that too. I bet that some other people have adopted it since (laughs) I saw that first. But yeah, they're doing that. And then Fox Sports put out the coolest promo for the fact that they're putting digital fans in the stands. I'll have to watch it. Oh, it's so cool. It's on Twitter. Um, I'll retweet it. But um, I'm at jstyz, J-S-E-Y-Z. You'll find it there. Flip that in. I love it. (laughs) I want to make sure that people can find what I'm talking about. It's very important (laughs) because it's so funny. It's like the video game kind of stands. They have cheers they'll boo when it would be appropriate yeah they're wearing team colors they're uh one of the key points was that they will be doing the wave so i mean they really went all in on the digital fans so i mean considering how weird it's going to be without fans in some capacity it'll be really interesting to see how different places are kind of mitigating that at least on the tv you know the players won't see anything like that. Yeah. I don't think they're going to pipe booze into the stadium. <laughs> I would. Heck yeah. Right. Why not at this point? <laughs> all right. So the, is that all you got on the MLB? That's all I've got Ooh. on MLB. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we have a really fun couple of days here with stuff starting back up, but yeah, yeah. that's kind of the craziness. Um, there will be a lot happening still in the next even couple hours after we're done here and then in the next couple of days too, especially with, like I said, playoffs and Blue Jays. Those are the big storylines. All right, all right. Well, the NBA, obviously, they come came together in kind of a secluded bubble. So they're self-quarantining um, within this bubble. Only NBA players, you know, coaches, people who work in, for the team within this bubble. They're out in Florida at Disney World campus. I think that you said that you have played at this location before yeah back in the day when I played for the all-Iowa attack gosh this would have been back in 2011 maybe Um, my last year I played but we got invited to the wide world of sports because we were top eight in the country the year before so we did this like big showcase and we played out there the camp, like the area is gorgeous. So as soon as they said that's where it was going to be held, I was not surprised because it would be really ideal. Like it's a really good area. And they've got like courts out on the side besides I think the main ones they'll be playing on. So there's a mm-hmm. lot of places for people to practice and still have distance between them and stuff. So I think it's cool. worked out really well for it. Yeah. So there's 22, 22 teams that play, that are going to play, um, that went to, out to the bubble. There's a couple teams that were really out of the playoff contention. So they didn't even come at all. So we have 22 teams that are playing, um, and they play, 
they're going to play eight games to determine their seeding. So eight seeding games. Um, and then there's going to be a possible play in series. If like number nine is within four games of number eight. So they're, they're playing to figure out the seeding for the playoffs. The playoffs are going to be as usual with the seven game series starting August 17th. Um, and each team could have 17 players come and then the playoffs they can have 15 total so that'll be 13 active and two inactive so i don't know what what's gonna happen to those other two players they're just gonna get sent home you know if you don't play well enough you just get sent home i guess right (laughs) (laughs) but um the one thing that i thought was really interesting so there obviously won't be any fans at the games but the the players can go to other games if they want so you're on one team you want to go you know scout another team or you just want to go watch another team so i think what the heck else are you gonna do (laughs) right right. so it kind of makes me think about like the all-star game how Mm -hmm. there's just a bunch of players kind of standing around and watching the game and stuff and i i feel like that's going to be kind of cool you're going to kind of see you know their street style what they're wearing to the games you know who they're cheering for it it almost feels like it's going to be a little bit of like they're playing for their peers a little bit. Yeah. I think that's going to be cool. It reminds me almost of like when you get to the postseason um, for college basketball, where you have people at their conference tournaments or people in the NCAA tournament, and you're all in this area. And finally you have other games being played in the same place you are. And so everyone's just watching and everyone knows, especially the NBA people know each other. So there'll definitely be some personality on display i would yes absolutely and and i mean there's not going to be any just common people spectators at these games and and the commissioner adam silver has actually said for a next season for 2021 season wait this is 2021 season Wait, no, this is the 20. Oh my gosh, what year is this? This is just the night. This is still the 1920 season. Yeah. Somehow. <laughs> so for the 2021 season, we might only see 15 to 20% capacity still for games. So that was kind of like a oh gosh, you know, but he he right. he prefaced that with there's no you know, vaccine in sight, but I feel like there is, I'm not going to get into vaccines right. and stuff on this podcast. <laughs> That's out of our expertise. <laughs> right. But I'm like, bro, can't you be a little like optimistic here? Can't we be at least cup half full instead of cup 15 to 20% full? Um, I wasn't a fan of that little statement, but I guess he's a realist. Yeah. So, it's better than um, having to walk it back later. Yes. True, I think true, when true. you're in the position where you're having to make the decisions, like people are going to get so mad at you if you go back. Like people will be happy if you say, oh, we get to increase to 50% capacity or, oh, we get to just have a normal season. True. True. Good point. So the testing um, in the NBA bubble, at first they were, this first step was that they were tested in their home market. And that kind of weeded out who they weren't going to send to Orlando right away. So they were tested there. And then the second step is to get to the bubble and be tested here. And they had to quarantine for 48 hours and get two consecutive negative tests for them to be able to get out of quarantine. So... Um, 
then, you know, once they're there, once they're there in the bubble, they're tested each night. The results come in the morning, really quick turnaround. Um, if you leave, if you leave the bubble for any reason, when you come back, you have to quarantine for 10 days and you have to have two negative tests and an antibody test. So a lot of testing happening there. Um, and then there's just some extra measures. Don't lick your fingers during practice or the game, <laughs> which sounds funny. Like, why would you do that? But you can see somebody like oh, licking the their fingers, especially for like a free throw. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. If that's part of their free throw routine, I can see I can see them just giving a little lick to their fingers. Um, and then they're wearing little biometric devices that measure their vital signs. Um, so it'll tell, I guess, if their temperature spikes or anything like that. And then there's various temperature checks. I've actually I've been watching a couple um, YouTube vlogs from different players like Matisse Thibel has one from the 76ers. Troy Daniels just started one because I feel like he saw the other ones and was like, oh, let me get in on this. <laughs> it's a lot of like his is funny. He just has one, but it almost has 100,000 views. So he has one and it's uh, on his birthday. So it follows his birthday and it uh, the very first thing is him taking a picture for Instagram. So he shows you how he sets up his like swag and stuff for his picture for Instagram. Oh, bless him. me up. But JaVel McGee has one that I really like. I, I like him after watching his video. I think he's really funny in the video. And it's really sweet when um, like his wife and his daughter daughter or son i can't remember it was a while ago when i watched it but his little kid drops him off and he's like real sad that he's leaving his little kiddo at home which was a bummer um but in one of the recent ones they go to take his temperature and you know how they usually do it on your forehead he's so tall that the girl has to do it on his neck because she can't reach it. it's like as tall as she can reach up to get it it's just his neck and it just kind of made me laugh <laughs> So, um, also they, they had, um, some other measures in place that Wednesday, so yesterday, July 22nd was the first day that they could interact between teams. Other than that, they could only interact within their own team. They also can't go into anyone else's hotel rooms. They have to have face masks in the common area unless they're eating or doing physical activity, working out, playing in the game. Um, there is an anonymous hotline to snitch on people, which has been pretty funny. Um, I don't know if you saw Chris Hassel, who's kind of a, a local guy here, who is now um, on CBS, but he did a really funny like mock of the snitch line i'm gonna have to find that. oh my gosh i'll i'll send it to you because it's really funny but yeah there's a snitch line that they've said has been quite active so yeah. far and it's funny at the end he's like oh hold on i have a delivery from chris paul and it's like it's like this huge file of just and he's like chris paul you're, you're like not even here but <laughs> so it was kind of funny yeah, I mean, you already know that there's, there's, I mean, there's some very special people in that bubble that are, um, 
very vocal about not wanting to wear their mask coughs yeah. white howard cough but then i'm sure there's other people who are not that like out there about it but just going about their daily lives they get a little bit lazy and it's like honestly this is your entire season at risk this is your entire livelihood for some people at risk so i mean it seems a little bit dramatic but at the same time like doing anything is dramatic right now so yes. if that's what it takes to have it go smoothly then fine yes and um if if they do get the virus while they're there or they get hurt they can be replaced and they cannot re-enter unless it's a special circumstance like an emergency so patrick beverly left for a family emergency um zion williamson left for a family emergency gordon hayward's wife is actually set to give birth in september their fourth kid i think that's a lot of kids dang man yeah routine at this point <laughs> right right i mean i feel like she could do it by, her, by herself at this point <laughs> just kidding just kidding very much just kidding i just gave birth <laughs> and she can very much not do it by herself like if there's someone gonna say to yell at, if you yes. go another round arnold's gonna clip this and be <laughs> no, like well no i am not no absolutely not <laughs> <laughs> so um it sounds like they can leave and then they have a four-day quarantine when they come back obviously probably have to have those two negative tests and the antibody oh, yeah. tests still um and then the disney staff that's working at the hotel they they are not quarantining they can go home and leave and everything but they do have strict protocols they always have to wear a mask and gloves they can never be within six feet of a player um during the quarantine they had a special food drop where they would drop the food off at the door and knock and the player had to wait a certain amount of time before they opened the door so the so the person working could, could like scurry scur away <laughs> exactly exactly so they could run away um surprise disney doesn't have like trained animals for that or something right i feel like yes that's probably that's the something next step. yeah so um temperature checks and then housekeeping can never be in the room with a player it is nice to hear though that housekeeping is coming through because a couple of those rooms that i've seen could use a, a cleaning a good cleaning uh, but they do have some fun stuff so they have barbers and manicurists there within the bubble they have a lounge with games and video games and stuff um i saw matisse thibault doing um he was in one of those lounges and he was doing a rubik's cube and he like did it really fast <laughs> I was like, that's showing is off their little known talent. <laughs> right. I was like, that's a special skill. Um, there's golfing. A bunch of them have been golfing. There's swimming, um, fishing. Troy Daniels went fishing. And I think he was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be a good idea. I'm going to look really cool. And then he was terrified to touch the worms, the oh, night no. crawler. Yeah. He's like, oh, no, heck no. Kind of step do this. one there. <laughs> yeah. So he like, he picked out these, um, like, this bait that's it's just basically like plastic bait it's not like rubber bait basically it's not alive or anything <laughs> and the lady's like oh i'll get you some uh night crawlers too and the guy's like oh yeah yeah night crawlers <laughs> and then he like opens up he's like oh heck no so like I in theory it was fine and then he got to the point he's like no this isn't happening yeah i think and he like kept looking at the hook and then looking back and i think he was just like nope not gonna happen uh but so the the players and everybody is at one 
is at two different locations. There's two, maybe three hotels that they're all at. Um, and then the media is at a totally different location and they can't approach the players or coaches. They have to request the interview times. Um, but it is kind of nice for the media. They don't have to travel to go to games. They don't have to, you know, they can easily talk to multiple teams within the same day so so really interesting and actually later in the podcast we're going to talk to somebody who works for Sporting KC who does broadcasting with Sporting KC who's in the MLS bubble so we'll hear a little bit from him about what it's like in that bubble um as far as like players who have have tested positive the the nba is different than the nhl the nhl is saying we keep, we're not going to tell you anybody's name the nba is coming out with a lot of names and it's a <laughs> lot of big names like deandre jordan um harrison barnes russell westbrook like there's some big name players um you can get the whole list online and see everybody you know who's who's tested positive um obviously like donovan mitchell was you know in the in the early um, stages of it kevin durant um who's not coming because he's injured uh, marcus smart there's two unnamed lakers uh just the the nuggets coach tested positive there's a, there's a bunch of players who have tested positive and they're kind of working through the okay you tested positive now let's get you through it but i think it is going to be interesting to see how that affects them um what sort of like lasting repercussions they're going to have because i have a friend who had it and she says you know i'm two weeks out of it and i still have to use my inhaler every mm -hmm. day and so it's like, all right, what kind of, you know, conditioning is this going to affect? Um, and it's one of the reasons DeAndre Jordan decided he wasn't going to go because he has asthma and he just said, it, it just isn't, it isn't it for me this year. Yeah. Um, and a lot of, a lot of players who are going to be free agents um, this next coming year have decided not to come because of that, you know, they've said, Oh, you know, it's for the safety of my family and everything. But also I have this opportunity to opt out for a season before I'm a free agent, not get injured, not have the potential to get sick, you know, not have anybody tell anybody if I do get sick, Yeah, you know? Um, and so it's just kind of, it's kind of a, a season off for a lot of these players um, who are going to be free agents. So there's definitely the misconception that if you're like healthy and in good shape, oh, well, you're going to have it and then be fine. And that's clearly been evidence to not be the case. And so for them, they're like, my fitness is literally my career. So right. that's what it comes down to for a lot of them. Right. Uh, one, and you know, if they've decided not to play, then the, the teams are, have been signing, um, um, other players, uh, the Lakers signed J.R. Smith, which I'm pumped about. I'm very excited <laughs> to see him show up on JaVale McGee's vlog multiple times. Um, that's going to be a, a fun one to watch. Um, and then, like I said before, a couple people who left the bubble, Zion Williamson, Urgent Family Matter, and, and Patrick Beverly, both had Urgent Family Matters um, and haven't really heard when they're coming back as of right now um, but hopefully hopefully soon and hopefully you know those urgent family matters are, are sorted out and everybody's all right absolutely okay well 
those were like the big ones we wanted yes. to talk about. I've got a couple things, like just the most recent updates on the NFL. Um, you know, we all saw NFL players tweeting out about the hashtag we want to play, but they hadn't really put out a really good comprehensive testing plan yet. So they have done that since then. Um, the NFL and the Players Association agreed that um, – all of the players, coaches, designated staff, when they go into training camp, they'll all undergo testing daily for the first two weeks. After two weeks, they're going to go ahead and have two plans in place. So if the positivity rate is below 5%, they're going to go to every other day. If it at any point, even after that two-week mark, goes back to or surpasses 5%, they'll go back to daily testing. So, you know, there was kind of a joke where they're like, oh my gosh, you know, the restrictions to get into games are going to be stricter than to get into training camp. Well, not the case anymore. Um, trying to stay as safe as possible. Um, so far, the NFL has not had a ton of numbers. So um, they originally had reported a couple days ago that they had 95 positive tests. Um, and it was at first interpreted that they meant 95 players. The Players Association then went and clarified that it was 95 total across all of the NFL. So that included coaches, support staff, things like that. There's been 59 players that tested positive okay. that round. So um, not a ton. There haven't been a ton of people because you have to get permission to have your name released. So, I mean, we know that Ezekiel Elliott was positive a while back, Vaughn Miller, but beyond that, I may have missed a couple that were bigger because I went through a little phase of trying to avoid the news for a while. But um, at least recently, there haven't been any huge names. I think that eventually we'll find out, oh, yeah, well, this person had it, but they were just not releasing it at that time to give them privacy or just because we wanted to let them recover in peace. Uh, but as of right now, no one, no one's super major. Um, and then the other big news coming out of the NFL is that the NFL has announced that all fans will wear masks at games. And that's, um, that's an interesting step to take to <laughs> clarify that considering we have no idea if there will be fans at games, how right. many fans will be at games. So they're going ahead and at least signaling that they're planning on having fans in the stands. So um, that would be thrilling if that's the case, but it is also one of those things where it's like, go ahead and set up expectations early so that when mm -hmm the games do come closer. If they do have fans in the stands, it's not two weeks prior. And they're like, Oh, by the way, you have to wear a mask to come in, let the people get all their complaining out early right. and then let them just come to terms with it. Right. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, NFL. Come on. And we were talking about this earlier though. There hasn't been much talk about fantasy football. I mean, no. at least in my circles. No, I don't think so. I well, because I said like it's one of those things where it's almost like the betting thing, where from game to day, game to game, day to day, like you could have someone drop out at, at any second. And truly, that's always the case because of injuries. But this is like another level, obviously. So I don't know. It just seems like people are so focused on okay, our sport's going to happen. Okay, what's it going to look like? And all of the little kind of side things are being swept over a little bit but I think that as things get closer we'll I think that we'll see something of some I sort. hope so I just <laughs> I feel like I need that optimism in my life of yes we're having fantasy football because we're expecting to have a season I just need that positivity in my life 
All right, so the NHL, and this is funny because I was talking to my mom the other day, and I was like, you know, I haven't heard much about the NHL, and I think that it's just have has been overshadowed by by the the seasons that have started already, and and just kind of the big news. And my mom's like, oh yeah, the, they're both they're all playing in Canada, and I was like, oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> so that's wow. what they're doing. Yeah, wow. How did I? I don't know how I overlooked the NHL, but yeah. So they're playing in two hub cities in Canada, Edmonton and Toronto. Um, and it was actually interesting. I saw Edmonton had a huge storm where their roof and like the mezzanine level was damaged, but they said, you know, still okay to play there. Obviously, um, they're going to be playing in just those two cities. And so they were pretty, pretty sure that that's where they were going to be. Um, there's 24 teams that have, have started the training camp, uh, the, the top 12 in each of the conferences, kind of the same as the, um, NBA where the the teams that weren't going to make the playoffs are are just aren't coming. Um, And then they also had a new injury non-disclosure, non-disclosure that they put out. So teams, teams used to be able to say, you know, Oh, it's like an upper body injury or like a a right shoulder injury, you know? Okay. Well, did he rip his right shoulder off or, (laughs) you know, or did he just get a one to 10 level of severity? Right. right, Or did he just kind of sleep on it wrong? Like what's going on here? But so now, (laughs) so now they're only allowed to say they're unfit to practice. That's it. So are they unfit to practice because there was a family emergency, because they have coronavirus, because they tore their ACL? We, we keep, we're not getting that information now. So um, this unfit to practice is now in place. That's kind of one of the things that came through um, with the coronavirus kind of at the same time. So they're going to start the exhibition games July 28th. And then kind of the return to play plan started with phase one with self-isolating phase two was returning to the club training facilities and doing off ice training. Um, phase three was the formal training camp. Um, and, and then the round Robin where the top four, four teams play for like, the first round seating, all of that's going to start happening August 2nd. Um, and then after that, there'll be a qualifying round, um, best of five series, their first and second round conference finals and a true Stanley Cup champion. And I'm, I am calling right now to not have an asterisk for these champions this year, because (laughs) I truly think that they've overcome so much that they deserve to not have people roll their eyes when they say that they were the champion this year. Can we all just agree on that? on an equally weird playing field. Right, right. There's no team that's immune. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, teams could have injuries just like teams could have people who have the coronavirus. So Exactly. Yeah. So I'm I'm calling it right now that we are going to say that these are official winners, not just true champions. Right. We will have true champions. We will have a true <laughs> Stanley Cup championship. Um I'm calling it right now. Excellent. So I've got one more here real quick. Yeah. Just wanted to mention the WNBA starts this weekend. Yes. So, I mean, they've followed similar protocols to pretty much everywhere else. They're in a bubble at IMG Academy in Florida. Um, there was some criticism early on that seems to have been handled pretty well um, about the 
kind of situations there. So there's nothing that's super exciting but happening there. But next week, I'm going to have some more on it because they start play this weekend. Nice. I love it. I'm I'm excited for that. Honestly, I'm excited to see a lot of the rookies play. I'm I'm excited to see how you know they handle it. I'm I'm ready for some some women's basketball too. Yes, an appetizer for the NBA, and then we'll have <laughs> all sorts of basketball all the time. <laughs> I love it. Well, well, the MLS has already started playing, so they're playing um, the MLS is back tournament, which I feel like you, you could have spent a little more time on a name <laughs> more. They had other than, things to work right. on. <laughs> their uh, marketing department was busy. Right, like they maybe they furloughed their whole marketing department. <laughs> but <laughs> the MLS is back tournament started july 8th um it's out in florida same place um the espn's wide world of sports out at disney world um it's going to be going on until august 11th and it's really similar to the world cup where they're going to be doing the group stage matches so they'll have at least three group stage matches they they've already been through all of those now um just like the world cup just like the world cup so they have these group stage matches to figure out who's going to go through to kind of the tournament setting the knockout stage as they're calling it um and they've decided that so it'll be the top two teams i thought that's a 20 i was like but there's only a couple teams in the <laughs> each group um great handwriting uh, top two teams from each group plus the four best third place finishes. So a couple of the groups will have three um, of the teams that, that make it through to the knockout stage. And then um, after that, they'll have the round of 16 quarterfinals, semifinals, championship, and that championship will be August 11th. Um, and, and as far as testing, um, I'm going to ask Carter about that when we, when we have this interview next. But it looks like the first two weeks they tested every other day. And then after that, just regularly, including the day before the match day, um, keeping keeping everybody well tested there. Uh, uh, the same thing with the workers: temperature checked, um, questionnaires, fast face masks, PPE, social distancing. Um, and then after this tournament, they're going to plan to continue their regular season with a revised schedule, um, and they're going to play in their home markets the same as the MLS is doing. Um, they're going to have the the Audi MLS playoffs and the and the MLS Cup just the same uh, there obviously are a lot of players that aren't aren't playing some big names uh, that aren't going to be, be playing and then the the two big things and I'm, I might ask Carter about this too but there were two teams that had so many people test positive that they had to leave the tournament so FC Dallas had 10 players and a coach test positive and then Nashville SC had nine confirmed cases um, and, and the coach for, for FC Dallas said you know we have a really young team and mm-hmm. kind of used that as his excuse for, the, for them having so many people test positive and I think that that was kind of him saying like I can't I can't keep them from going out to the club you know yeah and it's like come on like come on you guys are professional athletes here right um, but it just shows you kind of how fast this can spread within a team so they had 10 players uh, and a coach test positive and then nashville had nine confirmed cases so they were sent home um unfortunately not going to be part of this uh tournament at all so 
just getting ready for the regular season. At least there's more after that. Yes, there is more after that. All right, so we're going to take a quick break, and when I come back, I'm going to talk to Carter. Uh, He is in the MLS bubble. Uh, He is a broadcaster for Sporting KC, and he will tell us all about what it's like in the bubble, what the food is like, um, what the testing is like, whether they really get up there into his brain when they're doing the testing. Well, we Um, really need to know. (laughs) I know, right? The people need to know. They're demanding it. (laughs) All right, so we'll be back after this break. Welcome back, everybody. I'm here with Carter Augustine, and he is the Sporting KC broadcaster on Fox Sports KC and honestly one of my all-time favorite people. Welcome, Carter. Thank you. Well, I am very excited to be with you, Elisa, because you're one of my all-time favorite people. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Okay, did I say that right? You're Sporting KC broadcaster on Fox Sports KC. I got that from your Twitter. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mostly sideline reporter, but uh, do a few other things as well. Yep. Do some on the radio, I think. Yep. Awesome. Um, call play-by-play for our uh, USL team as well, Sporting Kansas City 2. Oh. So just uh, a little bit of a, a backpack journalist at times. Nice, nice. I know how that goes. Yep. All right. So you found out not too long ago that you were going to this Orlando bubble um, where MLS is playing – their tournament so how did you find out that you were going to go there and they were going to send you for a month basically sure um we had gotten some word back in i think may it was that they were looking at doing this in orlando this mls is back tournament and um without really knowing what the league's plans were or what our plans as a club were, I just kind of threw my name out there, threw my hat in the ring saying, Hey, uh, if we are sending people, uh, I'd love to go. And I thought it would be kind of a once in a lifetime deal and um, maybe some, some ch- a chance to, to get the players to get to know the players a little bit better and maybe talk with the coaches and talk with people from around the league. So, uh, threw my hat in the ring, really didn't expect to be one of the people that was chosen. And especially when it came out that, uh, there's only three spots for people, not that actually on the team side. So yeah. we sent three people that aren't, you know, a nutritionist or part of the athletic training staff or part of the team side. And, uh, luckily I was, uh, I was chosen to be one of the three. So, uh, I think I found that out about early June sometime, um, with the idea in mind then that we would be leaving at the end of June or, or early July. And how did you get there? You flew there and then had to go into quarantine. Like how was that process? Yeah. So the team actually back in Kansas city, uh, sporting was basically Peter Vermees, the the head coach and technical director, um, basically kind of drew up the plans for MLS to get back into training back in their individual home markets. So he kind of made the plans to start with individual training and, uh, you know, work up into team training back in, 
in home markets. And um, so they kind of coordinated that plan. And as a result, SKC were on top of things. They were one of the first teams to get back into individual training, one of the first teams to get back into full team training in Kansas City. And of course, they're very fortunate. I guess not fortunate because they spent a lot of money on it, but they have a, a world-class training facility that um, allowed them to to execute that plan really well. As part of that, the, the team was tested. They started testing in, in May and were tested quite often leading up in, into, uh, into late June. And then um, they actually decided to wait until the last possible minute to go to Orlando. So uh, MLS mandated that you had to be down there a week before your first game. So Sporting's first game was July 12th, and that allowed SKC to remain in, in Kansas City for the 4th of July, which is just kind of nice. But um, we got a couple of tests from the league July 2nd and 3rd before we left. Uh, so those were, you know, sporting had been doing that for a while themselves, but then the league came in with their own people and, and administered tests then. Um, and we hopped on a, on a private jet, uh, on Sunday. So it was, you know, all self-contained, um, everyone wearing masks on the plane and, uh, very, everyone wearing masks on the bus and everything. And, um, Flew in, flew privately into Orlando on on that Sunday, the fifth. I've never been on a private plane. What's that like? <laughs> this one, uh, this one was actually through Delta, so it it was your standard just Delta big big passenger plane. But um, it's cool because we flew out of the downtown airport in Kansas City, which is. Um, a lot better than flying out of the, the regular KCI, I would have to say, because it's a, it's a cool, you get to see the, the skyline as you uh, ascend into the sky. So that's, that's pretty cool. But uh, I will say in the past, some of the private jets ha have been really, really super nice. Uh, we, we flew in the Rolling Stones jet one time to Vancouver and that was what? really cool. Yeah. That That's awesome. insane. Was it like leather seats? It was. And, oh, fancy. Yeah. Yep. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. <laughs> Anyways, back to quarantine. Um, so within the bubble, what kind of testing like do you have to do and what kind of testing do the players do? I know that they test, I think a day before each match day, but other than that, what's the testing like? Yeah. So we've actually been undergoing pretty extensive testing. I, I think, the initial plan was to be every other day include. And then on top of it, as you just mentioned the day before the game. Um, but unfortunately we were one of the teams that had a positive test down here. So it was only a couple of days in, um, when we got word that we got a positive test. So we've been testing every single day for the last 15 days wow. since we've been down here. Yeah. And actually tomorrow is the first day that we don't test in, <laughs> And sometimes so I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to it a little bit, but, um, obviously understandable with the positive test, just an overabundance of caution there. And thankfully we've had negative tests all the way through the entire 45 person traveling, uh, 
squad ever since that that one positive test that's good so are the tests so i've been watching like nba bubble videos and stuff and it's just this like little throat swab and like nose not up in your brain swab are you guys doing the like up in your brain swabs or what's your test we are we're still doing the up in the nose ones um and it kind of depends on who you get so you know we have a big ballroom um that you go in for testing and there's probably Oh, I don't know. There's probably like 12 of the first station, which is just getting your information and double checking and doing kind of paperwork stuff. And then you go on to the testing stations and there's probably 12 of those. So I'm, when I walk in immediately, I'm scouting the room, trying to see people's reactions at the different testing tables, (laughs) making sure that, uh, I get, I get some that aren't looking as, uh, as, as scared or as, uh, affected by it afterwards but yeah you can definitely get some that go way up there we've been complaining about the, the one the one that mls did back in kansas city before we got here i swear she scraped out part of my brain i mean she was up in there and Ooh. just digging around for a couple minutes it felt like so that was Yikes. the worst one Oh my gosh. So what are some of the extra protocols, especially like during games, probably no like high five line and stuff like that, but what are the extra protocols that they're taking? There are some, um, yeah, they, they're, they've been encouraging, you know, uh, soccer usually takes a team pick before the game and a lot of people make fun of it. Cause it's kind of awkward where you get guys kneeling in front that looks super awkward and guys so standing behind they've, uh, for the most part, I think one team did it, but for the most part, they've discouraged doing that. Um, the funny one for me is when a ball goes out of bounds, they have someone that will sanitize the ball before. So they have to get a different ball and then someone else sanitizes that ball that went out of bounds before it can be put back into play. Um, there's no ball kids down here. They're all, all, all the sanitized balls are now put on these ball stands. Yeah. I was wondering, I actually saw that in one of the first games and uh, I was wondering if that was a new thing or just for. It's interesting because they actually had been testing it out in some youth tournaments just as a measure of like trying to stop the gamesmanship that you see at every home stadium where the ball kids will hold on to the ball. If it's the away team and not, you know, not let them get it. Uh, famously at sporting one time, uh, I think it was, I don't want to get the, the goalkeeper wrong. I think it was Joe Cannon. Um, I don't want to get it wrong, but a, a goalkeeper got mad at one of the ball kids and shoved him and the, uh, the crowd just went berserk. It was a great moment. Dang. Uh, and you can understand the, the, uh, opposing players frustrations. Yeah. Um, so they had been testing it for some time to get rid of the gamesmanship aspect and um, that along with just obviously the, the coronavirus kind of led to them being deployed in this tournament. It's interesting. So I think the big question that everyone obviously has is what's the food like there? It's been pretty good to be honest. Um, before we got down here, a, a picture went viral of uh, a pretty gnarly looking sandwich for, <laughs> for the first meal. And it's actually been funny for us MLS people to see the NBA going through the same thing that we did only like, it's like two weeks after MLS yeah. went through it. So pretty much the same exact reaction where you get a picture tweeted out from one of the first teams in the bubble. And then the, the internet takes off. Um, but honestly that uh, I haven't had that experience at all. Uh, the first, like, 
uh, I forgot to mention, and you asked, we did get quarantined when we first got here in Orlando. So basically right when we, right when we got to the hotel, we got tested, sent to our rooms and we had to wait for 12 hours to, to make sure we all came back negative. Um, and in that time is when that famous, uh, bad sandwich picture was, was making the rounds. But my meal during that time was actually pretty good. And, and then from then it, it's been, it's been good. We, there are some restaurants that are open here in the bubble that, um, we've been able to go to obviously when we were in, more quarantine status after a positive test. One of the, one of the downsides was we couldn't do that. Um, so that was a, a little bit frustrating, but since then we've, we've gone a few times, there's a shoeless steakhouse here. So we've been able to have a, a we had a nice steak after our morning game yesterday. So that was pretty nice. Um, there's a nice Italian joint here. So that's been good. But then the, the food that the hotel serving us has, has been actually pretty good. I, I can't complain. Although I will say, and this is maybe on our nutritionist and our, uh, our, you know, our athletic training staff, you know, you can't, you can only have chicken and salmon so many times in a row. <laughs> it is, it's good food, but it's, it is getting a little repetitive at this point. Yeah. I mean, you're not a professional athlete. You would like some <laughs> like pancakes and stuff, right? Yeah. I'd like a big juicy, greasy hamburger <laughs> yes. you know, or pizza that's got grease all over the outside of the box. Yes. Know. Listen, uh, I hear you. Well, thank you so much for taking a little bit of time with me. I, I knew I had you in my back pocket and I could call you for this first episode. And I think this is going to be really cool for people to hear what it's like for people, you know, in that MLS bubble, you're there for another month or so. Well, we'll see now because, uh, the group stage actually ends today in our tournament. Yeah. So we're, we're on to the knockouts sporting KC finished top of the group. We play Sunday at, uh, 11 PM local time. So that's going to be really interesting. That's a super late game. Yeah. And if we get knocked out, I believe we have to leave the next day. So oh, wow. Could be going home as, as soon as Monday or the, the final is on August 11th. So we could be, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully we're there through the final. I, as, as I know people had a lot of questions about this tournament and whether or not it should be played. There's certainly some risks involved. We saw two teams, Dallas and Nashville that had to get sent home from the bubble because they had so many positive tests. And I know that some of the players on our team sporting KC were, a little worried when we got the positive test and it, we kind of felt that it was inevitable that we'd get more than one. Um, so we feeling very fortunate that we didn't, that it didn't spread. I think that does speak to some of the, uh, some of the, you know, things they had in place to try and prevent that happening. If there was a positive test, they moved the guy to a different floor. He was in isolation for a long time. And, um, very fortunate that that hasn't happened. And I think whoever wins this tournament, it's going to be a, a huge badge of honor because it's a once in a lifetime experience. And I know there's a lot of risk involved, but hopefully the, the fans have been in, enjoying the, the soccer that's been going on. Yeah. I definitely don't think that it's, you know, an asterisk season, you know, if whoever wins the whole season or even wins this tournament, you know, Oh, well, it was under those kinds of circumstances. I definitely think that these are more difficult circumstances, if anything. So yeah. I just, I really wish you guys good luck. I hope you're there for a while. Um, we'll obviously be watching your games whenever they're on. Um, and again, thanks so much for taking the time. 
Of course. Thanks for having me. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Make sure that you subscribe to the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network so you don't miss anything. And you've been listening to Sport Pro Sports Going Viral, and we'll catch you up on all the news again next time.